Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. Leadership and yoga. I'm excited to be here recording this solo episode for you. It's been a minute since I have recorded a solo episode, even though you've had an episode every single week while I was out of town. For those of you who don't know, I actually took an entire month off of work. And I don't think that I have done that probably since when I was in school. It was kind of an experiment as well, because I ended up traveling with only a backpack. And when I say a backpack, I don't mean like a backpacking backpack, but I mean a backpack that you might use for school, for example. It's quite a tiny little backpack. And essentially the reason behind this, um, I was also traveling with my husband. And so I want to specify that I didn't have any hidden bags. There weren't any additional suitcases or no one else is holding my things. I quite literally fit everything that I wanted to use for that entire month in a backpack. And it's kind of a weird thing with me. When I think of a sort of challenge of that nature, it's almost impossible for me to say no afterwards. So the thought came into our minds, honestly, first, because all of the the hopper flights within Europe, you have to have a super tiny backpack. They have this unreasonably small carry-on size, which basically just means that even though your ticket looks extremely cheap on paper, if you bring a bag, it's like the same exact price as buying another ticket. So it's very sneaky. But more than that, it just became this kind of weird challenge. And I guess that's why my husband and I are together is because we're the the mixture of like adventure and like slight competitiveness that we have just leads us to do sometimes entirely obnoxious things that make really great stories. And so you will hear as I give you the overview during this episode exactly what the outcome was of the backpack only experiment that we did. But I will tell you that at the end of the day, it went totally fine. It is just yet another reminder of the fact that 90% of the things that we own, we generally don't need and we don't use. And so it's kind of good. It's good to push your limits at times and really try to see just how far you can make it on how um, few items really that you need in your possession. Anyways, getting off topic already, but I want to give you the the short little update here on something else that's very exciting. This episode is going down in history because this is the first episode that I am recording with my new microphone. This is the first time that I bought myself a new microphone since I ordered late night a very cheap podcasting microphone and decided that I wanted to have a podcast. And so if you don't know the story, the origin story behind why I have the podcast in the first place, in short, one of the major reasons that I ended up doing this is that Back in the day when I was in high school, I gave a speech at the graduation and it was absolutely terrifying for me. So I even right now, like I will tell you that I'm a person who I love public speaking and I feel like there's something here for me and there will always be 
part of my path that's intertwined with public speaking. But at the same time, it's one of the things that terrifies me the most. Like I feel like my tongue is tied and sometimes I just can't speak and I can't articulate things in the way that I want to. But nonetheless, I think this is true with a, a lot of things in life. Sometimes the things that you're the most afraid of are where um, there's a hint that there's something there for you. There's some form of growth. There's some part of your destiny, if you will, that will be unlocked the minute that you start working on that thing rather than spending all your energy on running from it. But anyways, I gave this speech in high school and I was... It honestly went really, really well, but I was so embarrassed to watch the recording. Like I knew that the recording existed and yet I just could not bring myself to watch it. I actively avoided it and I avoided it and I avoided it. And then eventually it kind of faded from my memory. And I only a mm, couple of years ago, maybe like two or so years ago, maybe a year and a half, I remembered the existence of the speech. And now it's like that thing that time does, it numbs, it numbs out the the pain and the, the anxiety around things. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually curious. I'm going to listen to the speech. And so when I listened to the speech, I realized that all of the really wonderful compliments and all of the things that people said to me were true. I was very moved and I was very inspired by my younger self and my ability to speak. And I thought, you know what? This is really inspiring. This was so freaking inspiring that maybe I should have a podcast. Like, what if I had a podcast? I could potentially do that, right? And so from that becomes the what is today leadership and yoga podcast. And so it's after this late night ordering of a kind of crappy microphone, I finally bought myself the nicest podcasting microphone on the market. And it's been something that I have been holding myself back from because, not because I don't think that I deserve nice things, but I really wanted to test my dedication to this. Like one of the things that I will always speak to is shiny object syndrome and how much I despise and fight against that like you won't even see me on here promoting like the latest and greatest like I'm not gonna get another microphone even with my yoga mat like do you guys know that I've had my freaking yoga mat since 2016 and guess what it still works great I give it a bath every now and then and she's still going strong and I have absolutely no desire to trade her in for a new color and Anyways, if you ever see me promoting the latest and greatest on here, send me this episode so that I come to my senses and I remember the reason why I started this because it gives me so much ick to just see constant promotion of new clothing and things, you know, things that like I like I mentioned that we realize that we don't even need and they actually end up being these massive, massive distractions to what it is that we're we're interested in truly deep down. And so I feel like one of my current life goals is when I commit to something and I feel a strong draw to something to see it through and to really see how much I can dedicate myself to the thing, even in the moments when it's a big push. And so I um, am really proud of something, and that is that I have not missed a week of publishing a new episode since starting to publish episodes on the Leadership and Yoga podcast. And 
quick little stats on podcasts because quite a few of you have actually messaged me asking about starting a podcast, how to do it, if I would recommend it. And I want to start off by saying I absolutely encourage it because we are really in the beginning age of podcasts. So I don't know if you know when podcasts became a thing, but podcasts really didn't appear until 2014. And so the actual word podcast is kind of fun. I, I learned this recently. It comes from two different words. So it's like a fun little podcast trivia. Do you know what two words they are? I could not think of it, but it's actually a combination of iPod and broadcast. And so from that, we have the podcast, not even a decade old at this point. So here is a interesting thing too about the podcast 90 percent of podcasts do not make it to episode 20 and the remaining 90 percent don't make it to episode 40 and so right now you are listening to episode 49 so we have arrived in the 10 percent of the 10 percent and i don't plan to stop now that is my promise to you. And in return, you know, I actually haven't asked because I really feel like podcasts are for my best friends. I really feel like it's an incredibly personable space. I've shared immense amount of stories, insecurities, loves, fears, um, all of the above. And so I have said it before and I'll say it again. I value immensely you spending your time listening to this podcast, whether it's while you're walking, doing the dishes, spending time in your house. And in return, if you're willing to do something for me out of the goodness of your heart for no other payment than a virtual pat on the back or a gold star in your karma jar. I don't even know that's a thing, but I just came to my mind right now share my podcast and rate my podcast um, that would just mean the world to me and whether that's sharing it on socials or sharing it directly to another friend that you know is also a yoga teacher or looking to learn more about yoga or just enjoys the themes that we touch on on this podcast that is really the driving force behind this this momentum that we're gathering here on the podcast and it's kind of an interesting place in terms of is podcasting a social media or not it's by far my favorite form of social media if you consider it that however you don't get to see any of the back end of it and so I want to share a little bit of that with you today just in I don't know in in terms of being fully transparent and so if you want to have a podcast that is in the top one percent so if you're looking at podcasts in general that are in the top one percent of all the podcasts that exist you have to be at the 4,500 download per episode mark and so to give you a behind the scenes which you can't otherwise see on this podcast Last month, I had about 1,300 downloads across the episodes that I released. And so really the way that this thing continues to grow and I'm able to bring you bigger and bigger interviews is through you sharing and reviewing. And so if you haven't already, I would just mean the world to me if you could quickly do that. Anyways, I'm going to get back to the matter at hand and share something that's just a little bit more loose form with you today. I know usually I lay out an agenda and I tell you exactly what you're going to hear, but today's episode is quite spontaneous 
to be honest with you. I kind of sat down to write out different notes and it just was not the vibe today. I, I could not bring myself to do it. And it's a Thursday. So, you know, today's the day that the podcast is made and the podcast is going to come out tomorrow, whether it's good, bad or ugly. So hopefully today's episode ends up being good because I have a story of rejection that I'm going to share with you and a pretty cool synchronicity that came as a result of it. And so I was just on a walk with my dear friend Katie. And so for those of you who don't know who Katie is, I've actually had her on in an interview previously. But every single time I mention her, I will explain her, even if you already know her, because um, she's a really special person and has played a really big role in my life and continues to do so. But Katie is my first yogi friend, truly. And she is the one that we met because after I moved to a new city where I knew absolutely no one, moved into our new apartment with Simone, and I went to take a yoga class in an attempt to make friends. And did I make friends? I made a best friend basically in day one because I took a class from Katie. She was my teacher. At that point, I didn't even have my yoga teacher uh, certification. I hadn't done a, a program yet. And we found out that I had moved into her old apartment, like the same exact unit number in this massive apartment building. And her and her now husband actually moved out early to accommodate our moving into the apartment sooner. And so it's like we were collaborating, collaborating with each other before we even knew each other. And so from that, that start, she... Um, basically walked back into her old apartment, you know, and walked back in as who would become not only a best friend, but now someone who leads uh, retreats with me. And she's going to be leading the upcoming Costa Rica retreat in October with me, which we are very excited for and counting down the days. But anyway, so I was on a, a walk with Katie this afternoon and we were just talking about the pressure of timelines and how it's amazing that even when you're so much younger, and I remember having this pressure like when I was planning out my career early on, I really wanted to work in the State Department. I wanted to be an ambassador. And even back then, you know, this is maybe my freshman year of college, I was already stressed about when I was going to potentially have children. I just could not see when it would fit in on the timeline. Like I already felt this sort of urgency and this sort of rushing through everything and this need for everything to make sense and for everything to go as planned. And truthfully, I still feel like that sense of rushing, which I've shared before, is probably my greatest pain point. It is still something that I'm working on in, in intensely because I understand that it doesn't go away. Um, and even though, you know, right now you could say like, oh, but you're so young, you know, you just turned, I just turned 26 last month. Um, it doesn't feel like that, you know, and I don't think that we ever, like everything is relative. And so if you don't learn how to slow down now, you're never going to. And I hear people say this all the time that the time is not right, or I just can't do it now. And at the end of the day, if if not now, then when? And I believe that to be true. I believe that to be so true. And so we're talking about this really tricky subject, right, of having kids and like 
when would be ideal versus like it's also a it's part of the magic realm right it's part of nature and so you don't at the same time have the ability to plan it like you would and actually a lot of times like that that sort of pressure can be really really stressful for people and and if it's stressful and, and you're not enjoying it so it's like what's the what's the purpose of the whole thing in the first place right so we just got on the subject of when things don't go as planned and how massive those sort of expectations can be and how massive the disappointment can be but really the only negative side of that is if you get caught up in feeling so bad about the expectation not being what what you wanted it to be not living up to your expectation better said that you fail to see all of the beauty all of the opportunities of things that are in front of you, all of the synchronicities unfolding, all of really what is the essence of life and its driving force, its kind of magic way, whatever you want to call it, of bringing you forward on your path. And so I (laughs) have kind of a funny story that I wanted to share with you from my travels. And This was something that I knew I was going to laugh about, but at the time I was actually feeling really, really shitty about it. So let me paint the picture for you. We were in Lisbon and I really wanted to go to this, this number one rated rooftop bar in the city. And we hadn't really done anything like fancy like that for a while. And as you know, I only had my backpack. And so Usually what I'm in is athleisure, by the way, like I'll dress athleisure up, I'll dress it down. And so I knew that there was a dress code for this place, but I had strategically packed things that can pass as more luxurious looking athleisure. And I think it was a look like I had on the best of the best that I could do. I did my makeup and I really prepared myself and really got ready for the first time in, I don't know, probably like a week at that point. And I think the key thing here is the expectation, right? And so I'm envisioning myself having this fancy night. I'm like toasting with the April spritz. The sun is setting. The city is just incredible. I'm feeling cute. And I was really feeling cute. Like I really thought that I looked good and I was confident I was ready to go and so we walk over walk all the way down there and we go to the elevator and we're like sky bar please and the guy just looks at us and he goes we have a dress code so you're gonna need to go change and come back and in that moment I felt a rage I'm not kidding you I felt a rage like burn inside of me because even though I know he didn't want to do that, like that's that's his job, it felt like such a direct attack and my ego felt like it was just took a major hit, you know, because here I'm thinking like, I think we're cute people, like we're nicely dressed, we're doing the best we can. And this is something that I reflected on. So we, we, we get turned away by this guy, right? And knowing that we don't have anything else I'm not going to go buy something to go up to this rooftop bar like it's stupid you know it's that's not even the point of this trip and we knew that wasn't the point of this trip in the first place but still that rejection 
I think that rejection is something that I've always had trouble taking lightly without making it personable. So anyways, we get re- we get rejected and we get turned away. And really what I had to come to terms with quite quickly, and this is such a superficial example, but I knew that there were going to be disappointments on the trip. Like going into it, you know there are going to be moments like this and you just wonder how you're going to react in the moment. And I had set, you know, the goal for myself to be strong and to be adaptable and to really remember that this is not the end of the world. Like, yes, this is a trip of a lifetime. This is taking an entire month off of work. And that in itself is a beautiful privilege. And whatever you learn from that, whatever you take away from that at the end of the day is a gift and it's the gift that's meant for you. And so I felt really this kind of... um calmness come over me when I realized that there's literally nobody to blame. I mean, in this case, my best was not good enough. And I think that that is something that we so often avoid realizing. And it's not a reason to give up and to quit and to feel like we have no value and to feel like shit. Because in this case, at least, I don't care. I don't care that my best wasn't good enough to go up to the sky bar. And I also understand in terms of social media or even in the podcast, my best is not good enough right now to be in the top 1% of podcasts. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. But if I don't accept that fact and I just keep blindly coming and trying to do the same exact thing and blaming other people, blaming circumstances when it doesn't work out, then I am being a complete idiot. I'm really being a complete idiot because at times I'm human and my best is not always good enough. And it's really funny to me because in my journal, I was writing the next day in the in the Lisbon hostel that um, I, I wrote that in a big summary at the bottom of what I had journaled about the the day before is that sometimes your best isn't good enough. And even when I'm trying to be on vacation and just journaling lightly, you can say that like my teaching and my like coaching hat stays firmly on and I'm like analyzing the the situations, which did actually get less as I went on. But It's very, very funny for me to look back at that and remember how hurt I was by that and how honestly funny I think it is now. Just the the bluntness that we were rejected and just sent home like dogs with our tail between our legs, like seeing everybody else roll up in their nice dresses and going to enjoy a place that we essentially had been banned from entering. But as I was talking about, so like what happens when that expectation fails, okay? What happens then is one of two things. Either you get stuck in a rut and just going in circles over and over on uh, the, the shoulda, coulda, woulda. I think that's the expression. If you can escape from that and open your eyes I swear to you, there is so much and that's really hard for me to do. And it has always been really hard for me to have a sort of quick turnaround. But there's so much value that comes from learning how to have that quick turnaround. And just even the awareness like, okay, I'm going into the loop versus what could I do right now just to kind of step myself out of that feeling 
in into any sort of awe, like anything that I can be grateful for, enjoy, or move towards now that could make more sense. So that sounds good to me at this moment. And so anyway, so we ended up doing just going on a walk and seeing like, we'll just see where we end up, right? Let's go find a place to have dinner. And so as a result of that, we went and ended up sitting in a a small little place. And what did end up happening and what did become one of the most salient memories of our time in Portugal for me is that we heard um, a couple behind us. Um, We heard her say that uh, she was from Colombia. And so, of course, you know, we start engaging and talking with them and realize that they're also a international couple. And so we invite them over to our table and we have this incredible deep conversation, laughing so hard about language barrier and all of the the things that we spoke about were such a, a connection and hours went by without me even thinking about anything else. And those are really the moments that I value the most is when I'm able to be so fully immersed in something like that. And the the number of like synchronicities and and good signs that we felt as a result of that conversation were absolutely outstanding. And everything else that we did the next day was shaped by a conversation that we had as well afterwards. And so it really gets you thinking and really reminds you that well, none of that would have happened if we would have went to the rooftop, right? None of that would have unfolded. And those are the kind of conversations and connections that when they happen, they are special because they're rare. And essentially, you know, scarcity creates that value that we experience from that conversation. And so it feels highly unlikely that the same exact event or an event on that scale would have unfolded if things would have gone the way that I initially wanted them to go. And so circling all the way back around to this conversation around having children, and if you're listening and you're not going to have children, maybe you already had children, it's it's still the idea of like anytime you have in your mind this timeline or this way that you think that your life needs to go, realizing that when it takes a different turn or when it doesn't go exactly as planned, It could be the most beautiful unfolding. And if you fight against it, you might miss every single bit of it. At the end of the day, there's a sort of beauty that comes from surrender. And I think it's way easier said than done. But when we escape that kind of that cycle of like feeding the perfection beast, I'll call it that. I don't know if you have a perfection beast living in your brain, but I have a absolutely a very strong perfection beast. And I, on a daily, have to shut it off. When we stop feeding that beast, eventually it kind of just loses its power and it feels like things go a little bit smoother. We feel a little bit more in tune, a little bit more in sync. And really, I don't know if it is that things are more aligned or if it's just that our perception of them is that they are more aligned. What do you think? Message me, actually. And so as difficult and absolutely scary as it often is, I try and really strive to live my life with almost a sort of devotion 
for this idea that we can trust even in the moments when things are not going as planned because at the end of the day, the thing that we always have that nobody can take away from us is how we react to any given situation. That choice is always yours. And even deciding not to choose, right, is a choice. And so you always have that power of choice. And you're never at a dead end, even when it seems like you're at a dead end. And so this is all just to say, it's just a short and sweet episode today. But I hope that this gives you kind of a, a spark to, number one, trust a little bit more. And number two, look with new eyes. You know, look with rested eyes or if you're really not seeing anything of of magic, of excitement, of awe and where you're looking, look elsewhere and see really what there is that is pulling you forward and kind of reintroduce that magic into your life. Because I don't know about you, but I felt like I kind of hit a stagnant phase. And sometimes that happens in the summer because we're really distracted and we're super busy. And it can happen even when things are going really well for us. And that is what creates that cycle of boom and bust always. Um, but when you're in the the bust, when you're in the the falling down part of the cycle, you can reintroduce that positive momentum with your choice, with your perspective. And so I would challenge you, as I have been challenging myself as well, to look and seek out what are those synchronicities, what are those coincidences, if you would prefer to call them that, that just feel too odd to be true. And if you're feeling like you aren't seeing any look a little bit closer, maybe take a different path than you normally take. That's one of my favorite ones to recommend. Break some portion of your routine intentionally and introduce something new. Get some new energy flowing into your life. And maybe that means just paying attention to who puts their yoga mat down next to you in class because inevitably that person is sharing their energy with you is helping getting you through practice and so at the end of the practice say thanks for practicing by me i mean break it takes a it takes a bit of your own energy as well to tap into and tap into the coincidence to tap into the synchronicity and begin to um capitalize on it in a sense and actually build something greater from having experienced the thing that otherwise might just pass you by if you're asleep or in kind of an asleep state of mind. So with that, I'll send you on your way with that little challenge to look a little bit closer, maybe use that as a journal prompt this week. And if you've made it all the way to the end of the episode, send me a chair send me a chair emoji. I don't know. I always choose these entirely randomly, but it just feels like a chair represents the ability to sit down and to rest in this kind of peace and that I, I hope that this episode has instilled upon you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Sending you a big virtual hug and I will see you in the next episode. Ciao. 